Hi, you guys. So I attempted to do a live and my internet is not what it needs to be because of this um, tornado that happened the other day. It is just not in a good space. So I wanted to just record this um, message as like a pre-recorded um, message and I will just upload it to IGTV. So the topic that I was talking about was terms and conditions for your business. Now, what I've been seeing the last couple of weeks, I've been talking to my business besties and been hearing about the angst and the stress about situations where clients are asking for refunds. Even when they have signed contracts with um, force majeures, I hope I'm saying that right, that clearly state that an act of God or an act of whatever um, restricts you from getting a full refund back. So that is what I want to talk about today. So let's start with, there are many conditions where a refund is required, okay? And the idea that issuing refunds is very tricky for small businesses because Nine times out of 10, when you offer a product or service and it's completed and you have um, done your job or done what, what you said you were going to do, it's a hardship for you to then give a refund because you have overhead, you've already purchased the cost of goods, money has been spent. So to give a refund, you're now digging deeper into your pockets, into your profits. So it's never a cut and dry situation for small businesses to give a refund. So let's start with that. During normal times before COVID, I feel like clients understood better the idea that you're not obligated as a business person, as a business owner to give a refund, especially if the service or product was delivered as it was agreed upon. What I'm finding post-COVID is clients are feeling empowered to demand refunds even when they know they shouldn't get one. Let's start with that. They're feeling empowered to demand a refund. They're feeling empowered to threaten you and your business reputation because they're unsatisfied with whatever. And this whole idea of small claims court and clients threatening um, to sue for a no refund policy, I'm seeing and I'm hearing about a lot. Let me turn my notes page. So as a small business, do you give refunds? Like if service is rendered, do you have a clause in your agreement that says refunds are not um, allowed? Like for instance, I was in Gosh, I can't even remember. So many stores have, are doing this, but wherever. I was in a store and, you know, it's a typical thing. Oh, I know. I'll give you one. I'm in Costco. And you can return anything from Costco for like 90 plus days, right? But post-COVID, they're telling you that you can't return certain things. Like a 40-pound bag of rice, if it's unopened, why can't I return it? So there are a lot of things now post-COVID that businesses are switching their um, practices around. So why now are clients feeling the need to 
pressure small businesses, I'm putting pressure in quotations, to do and offer refunds when they know if they go to a big business, you can't demand that because conditions have changed. And they're clearly stated that they have changed. So you can't go into um, to a Costco and demand a refund just because. So I want people to understand, clients specifically, that you have to temper this, this whole threat of, I need a refund or else. Um, there's no single solution. There's no cookie cutter solution for offering a refund as a business. Like for me, I never offered refunds prior to COVID. It was always, I will transfer the balance. Um, you can give it to somebody else, the balance that you owe, but I was never given back money. And what I found myself doing is in light of COVID and in light of so many people being under financial duress, I have given back money. Um, I've transferred dates, but in general, I have given back, you know, a few hundred dollars in, in refunds for initial deposits. Um, why do I do that? I feel like I don't want any conflict and I understand that if the party's not happening, people don't want to have to pay for something that they don't have. Like, I get that. And I know and I'm hopeful that once they feel comfortable to have an event, they will come back to me. So that that is that is my rationale for doing that during this time. But imagine if I were an event planner and I have planned six months out started purchasing items, um, not event planner, but say event stylist. And now COVID hits and you as the client decide that you want a full refund for the deposit that you've made. I've already spent money on the cost of goods. So what does the conversation look like between you, the client, and me when I'm explaining to you, I've already spent this money. Like I cannot give you back what you gave me. I feel like, again, as I'm talking to my business besties, clients are telling people straight up, I don't care. I don't care that you spent money. My event is canceled. I want my full refund back. So what do you do? Do you scrape and pinch and pull money from random places to give this person their money back, even knowing you spent money um, to plan different aspects of the event or do you just fight it tooth and nail in june i offered reduced pricing to boost sales because i hadn't done any rentals in 14 weeks and i offered people who had events in april and may to transfer dates and like i said some people decided that they weren't going to hang out and wait till states opened up they just wanted their money back so i did um broach that conversation but only with people who had small deposits like it was 150 dollars, nothing more than that because anything more than that would put me in a financial burden where i didn't want i didn't want to have to you know move money around in my business accounts because i i had to you know, give people um, large amounts of refunds back. So 
I was lucky in that I did not have to break the bank in order to give back the money. But do you feel like as you're doing business now, post-COVID, that even with a contract that was signed way back, say, February, um, December, that people are still demanding refunds when they signed your agreement? Do you find that that's what's happening right now? Like, I really am curious about that. And then... Do you feel like clients are just not understanding the process of what a signed agreement means or what um, your terms and conditions are? Is it something that you have to revamp post-COVID? Because what I found is a lot of people are now doing waivers. They're doing um, waivers specifically for, for COVID. Like I got my nails done today and I had to uh, read and sign a three-page waiver, an initial just to get a damn feeling. So it was like people are really, businesses are really changing up a lot of things and being very explicit in their terms and conditions. So I know that it's an emotional breakdown when you have to deal with money and disgruntled clients. I know that. And I know that even in a perfect world, people will demand uh, a refund because they just feel like whatever their needs weren't met. But I know that as a business owner, it can feel like a personal attack when somebody comes at you, especially when you've offered a product or service that was up to par, that was what you both agreed on. It's a person. It feels like a personal attack and it's stressful as hell. And you may feel like the client has taken things to the extreme. And that I feel like is what's most upsetting, especially to the people that I've spoken to, is that the clients really feel like they've been done dirty for whatever reason, because you said that you're not giving back their money or not giving back what it is that they originally paid you. So how do you alleviate that? How do you not have to deal with any of those tough conversations? I'm going to tell you, you have to have a clearly stipulated terms and agreement for your business whether it's in the, the contract form whether it's on your website for your e-store it has to be clearly stipulated and your client has to sign it and even go as far as signing each clause because you want to make sure that they know and understand your process your terms and your conditions and if they try to dispute it you have a, a stronger legal recourse. Now, this is me talking without any um, legal expertise. This is just me knowing what I've done in business and me fine-tuning my terms and conditions post-COVID. Sorry, I gotta go through my notes. So, your terms and conditions, they dictate the rules for you and your client. So, they explicitly state what everything is in your business arrangement. And once it's completed, the business owner has the, or the business owner is capable of protecting their interest and their bottom line. So at the end of the day, it's about protecting your interests, protecting your reputation, and then protecting your pockets. So what needs to be in terms and conditions? Now I wrote this somewhere. I don't know where it is right now, but... I want to talk about, I think I have it on my phone. Um, 
what needs to be in terms and conditions. So you want to start with, hold on, your description of your of the service or product. So whatever it is you guys, you are doing for this client, you want to have that explicitly stated. What are the terms for the, what are you offering this person? What are the um, products or services? Then you want to talk about price and payment. And in that price and payment, you want to have the schedule of payments. So the dates that everything is due, if you're breaking it up in, in halves and in quarters and thirds, whatever. You need to have that explicitly stated with the dates that the payments are due. And if the payments are late, what you, requ what you are requiring um, in addition to you know the payment. You need to talk about the stipulations for your cancellation, whether you, the business owner, are canceling or the client wants to cancel. So you have to have that straight written out. If there are any fees associated with um, the cancellation, and then what's the notice of period that the client has before they they can um, cancel and not occur any you know any fees. So the next thing is delivery now. I gave an example um, before about um, being a baker. So let's say that you, especially during this summertime, you have baked a cake. You've taken pictures of the cake in your studio, and it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's it's nice. And you have the person. You're not delivering it. You have your client pick it up. Now you notice that your client is picking it up, and they don't have any AC in their car. Now it's the beginning of August is hot as balls and it's humid so you say to them please make sure that this cake is um has AC on full blast while you're driving wherever you're going and as soon as you get to your destination you put it in the refrigerator you say it the person that picks up the cake agrees okay you go about your day they go about their day that's in the morning that same evening, several hours later, you get a frantic call from your client and guess what? The cake fell or it's melting. What do you do? Do you have terms and conditions? Did you explicitly write out what happens or what, you, what the client needs to do in order to maintain the beauty of the cake and they've signed it? So these are things that you have to be mindful of as you're doing business. You have to be explicit in everything you do. And you have to also have the client sign it because they will come for you. They will come for you. And what I hate, 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 is when a client has done something that they know was not the right thing, but they attack you as if you were the faulty party. And then they threaten your reputation. And then they threaten that they're going to write a bad review. Like, it's too much. Like I said before, it feels like a personal attack. And you know as, as a business person, your reputation is so important. Your reviews on Google or Yahoo or Yelp are very important. And so you have to make sure that you're explicit and overt in everything you write in your terms and conditions, especially when it um, involves this limiting your liability. So 
delivery is what we were just talking about. And then the next thing is the dispute resolution process. So if someone wants to dispute something, they need to understand how to do it so that you respond, right? So it's, it goes beyond just calling the num calling my number and screaming at me. Like if you as the business owner say that in order to dispute, um, in order to dispute with the hopes of getting a refund, you must do this and that. That has to be explicitly written out. So you have to include what the provisions are for disputing anything. And you have to offer where they're going to do it, whether it's an email address, um, a text message, however you want them to do it. You have to be able to have them write it, write a written complaint in the way that you deem necessary and in a timely manner. Like you have to also put, if, if it's within 24 hours, within 72 hours, within two weeks, whatever it is, you have to be explicit about how you do that. The next thing is refund returns in your exchange policy. That has to be explicitly written out. And then finally, um, the limitation of liability, which means you're limiting your legal responsibility once such and such happens. So if it, in the cake situation, once that cake is taken out of your um, studio, it's the client's responsibility. So they can't then call you later, 20 hours later, six hours later, and say, you did this, right? You're limiting your liability. So those are all things that you need to include in your terms and conditions and have them sign it, initial each clause, because it saves you a lot of headache. It's, I mean, they're still probably going to curse you out, especially if they're stressed from the, the day of, of an event. But you can feel confident that you've covered your ass. That's what it comes down to. So that's my word for tonight. I have another long day tomorrow, Monday, and I'm back in South Jersey. Um, so I just wanted to say that, like, Terms and conditions, they matter.